Welcome back to the Money Mindset Hub podcast. I'm your host, Carla Townsend, and I'm a money mindset and success coach for female entrepreneurs who are ready to manifest a masterpiece in their life and in their business. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Money Mindset Hub podcast, the place for female entrepreneurs who are ready to manifest a masterpiece in their lives and in their businesses. So welcome. I'm Carla. If you're new here, I'm a Money Mindset Success Coach for Female Entrepreneurs. I assist people in getting through their money blocks and their self-imposed limitations so they can actually achieve the level of success they desire and reach their potential. So Today's episode is straight off the back of a private client call this morning, and it was so good. It was so good. And we're reflecting on the last four months because four months ago we met and she came into my world. She did a money archetype reading with me, and it was just so profound. And everything we discussed in there has just fully transpired. And it's been amazing. She's really been challenging herself. She's really been going into the shadow sides of her archetypes and and understanding her strengths, but then also trying to strengthen those parts of her personality that aren't that easy, that are innately, innately just the opposite of what she's actually trying to get to. So to put it in perspective, her predominant archetype is a maverick. So a maverick is someone who's like the inner rebel with the cause. They're very risky sometimes, like taking risks is pretty easy to them. And often it can be in the detriment to their financial security. So it is not uncommon to see an energetic minimum for a maverick to be zero, for them to feel safe when there is literally nothing in the bank. But they also can really experience this extreme roller coaster with money, extreme highs and then extreme lows, because balancing that that financial security isn't something that is a strength of a maverick. So if that resonates to you, maybe you are a maverick. If you haven't done my free quiz, go and do it. And if you want an art, a reading with me, just like she did, please do. Moneymindsethub.com forward slash quiz. You can find the free quiz there. And then it's also the link to book a private reading if you want to go that way, because honestly, they are profound. So a couple of things I'm going to touch on today were things that we spoke a little bit about in our call this morning, but I realized these are, these are things that come up quite a lot. And even personally, I was reflecting and I thought these actually do, they come up so much. So the few things we're going to touch on today are really about being able to end chapters and cutting the cords, as well as being able to raise our standards across every aspect of our life. And also how patience is a virtue and kind of like the art of decluttering. And we'll go into that. Anyway, before we get started, I really wanted to just set the scene here for this client of mine, because in four months, she has gone from having a dream, having a dream of a passive income level every month to cut the cord with her previous business understand what her energetic minimums and maximums were, be able to build that financial security, be able to practice the patience, be able to know when it's the time to take a risk and when it's the time to build financial security. And one of the biggest challenges for her in being a maverick is actually having that financial security. So for her, that's what she wanted. She wanted to be someone that saving was a good thing, that she could actually save and invest and spend and take risks and build her business and do all the things all at the same time. She didn't have to just do one or the other. And that is really, honestly, the way that I see business and the way that I see money. Often a lot of the time I see people get strapped into like, I'm just paying off debt. Like I can't live. I can't do anything because I just need to pay off debt, you know? (laughs) 
And so what ends up happening is this buildup of res- resent towards the debt, towards the decisions that got to the debt, maybe to the person who initiated the debt. This resentment can build up. And I believe that you can do it all. You can create money, you can spend money, you can invest money, you can save money, and you can pay down debt all at the same time. It's just the fundamentals of your relationship with money and your money management skills that really impact you in being able to do it and do it more effortlessly. So for her, one of the biggest challenges was she wanted to be able to create a year's worth of income in 90 days. And I kid you not, that is about to come true. (laughs) Like it's just... It is mind-blowing. So from that point, having all these really big desires and like getting really clear, she was really doing the work. She was taking action. She was doing everything. She was really opening up. She was going deep. She was going deep into the areas that she really didn't want to explore, but she knew that it was all connected and she was really open to being guided on this journey and then doing the things and taking responsibility for herself, which was just so beautiful to see. And I, I kept encouraging her the whole time saying, you are so good at taking action. Most people will get in this like procrastinate learning phase where they just like learn, 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 learn all the things but never actually implement. And the implementation of what you're learning is the most important part because it's your actions that lead to your results or your inactions that lead to the same perpetuating cycle that you've been used to, right? I want these things, so I'm going to learn these things, but then I'm actually not going to move. I'm not going to change my habits, my patterns, my thoughts, my behaviors, And then, damn it, I'm still in the same spot six, 12 months later. And don't worry, like I've been there too. In the first few years of starting my business, even before I started, I was honestly just like stuck in that procrastinate learning phase where I just like learned everything, everything, everything. But I wasn't integrating to the level that I know I should have been to get me to where I wanted to be faster. And that's what she's been fantastic at. So not only has she been doing all that, leaning in, opening up, like we've cracked her wide open and really uncovered some hard truths and areas that needed to be let go. Now she has done that. Now she has created that financial freedom, like it's happening. 12 months of expenses saved for a maverick that is normal to have zero and to like spend it all and taking risks and living in the moment. That is unheard of. And she has done so bloody well. I'm just going to go straight into like the points that we were sort of discussing and how you might even see these in your life and how to take these lessons. Because I mean, it's not a surprise that she's had such massive results so quickly, right? To go from like just having a desire to be able to save up a year's worth of expenses in, in 90 days to be able to do all these things that she's done, best-selling book, now onto her second book and cutting the cords with her old business and moving on and taking risks but still expanding her wealth capacity and expanding the possibilities that are available to her and doing that deep inner work, that deep inner healing that she's done. She has done so much. Like she has completely quantum leaped in the last four months and it's been magical. And you can do this too. You can do this too. Here's three things that we were talking about. So first of all, it's about ending the chapters and cutting the cords. So sometimes we do get to this stage and maybe it is in business. Maybe you do have a business, but you feel like there is weight on your shoulders. You just feel like the next version of you is not stuck with this. And I've seen this a lot of times. I've seen it heaps of times now where people completely, they burn it down. They start from scratch or they completely pivot or they change businesses 
Now, when it's happening really often, like, you know, if you're finding like every six to 12 months, you're like, nah, I want to burn it down, start again. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I think when it comes to that, there's underlying reasons there they need to look at. So if you're wanting to burn it all down and start all over again and it's cyclical, I think look into that because that is a block and you're blocking yourself from succeeding because success takes time. Success takes consistency. And I started this four years ago in October and I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now and I wouldn't be working with these incredible ladies and I wouldn't even have this podcast if I gave up after six to 12 months. And don't get me wrong, when I first launched my business, I was more like a modern money coach for mums. And I did that for 12 months until I was like, no, this isn't it. So I did it for 12 months, but I knew it was, it just, it wasn't it. And so I went, had 10 months off. I had my third child. And then when she was a month old, like a crazy person, I relaunched to what it is today. So for two years, it has been what it is today, but it's just progressively got better and expanded. And my reach has grown like tenfold. My reach has grown. The opportunities that have come my way, the collaborations that have come my way, what is still coming my way in the moment that I'm not even going to share yet is profound. And it's been two years and I'm never quitting. Like this is just what I'm going to be doing forever. But of course, are there going to be times where you feel like you need to pivot or evolve or change your messaging or maybe shift your niche? Of course there will be. But I'm sure that you are able to discern when it's time to close a chapter and when it's time to start a new one or pivot versus when you continue pivoting because you're trying to chase something that maybe other people have. Or maybe you think, if I start this business, that'll make more money than this business. I see it a lot of the time and the conversation comes up a lot around, if you're a business coach, it's easier to make money as a business coach than it is for like a health coach, for instance. False. But if you tell yourself that, of course, you're going to believe it. Because if you're telling yourself, okay, if I just shift and pivot and I teach about X, more people pay me because it looks like that's easier. No, nothing's easy. And if your heart's not in it, if you're doing something to chase the money, you're doing something because you think it's going to be easier because you think more people will pay you, but you don't back it, your energy's not in it, or it's not something that you see yourself doing for the long term, it's not for you. It's not for you. I think that you know when it's something for you for the long term, you try something out and you do it, you know what, you love it, but it's time for something else. And the reason behind that is because that's what you would do every day of your life. If you just worked for yourself every day of your life and you had to do something to feel fulfilled, that's what you would feel fulfilled doing. If you can hand on your heart, say what I'm doing right now, the way that I'm serving, the way that I'm supporting women, the the products and the services that I'm putting out into the world, these are what I would do regardless because it makes me feel so fulfilled. Even if I wasn't paid a cent, I would still do it. There's your answer. There's your answer. What do you want to be known for? What do you want people to remember when they talk about you? What do you want people to say? What do you want to be proud that you did, that you achieved? What is that thing? That's when you know that it's time to close a chapter. That's when you know that it's time to cut a cord. And it could even be in relationships. We talk about this often in relationships too, is sometimes there are times when you need to cut the cord and you need to close that chapter because it's not supporting your next evolution of you. And maybe it's someone you love dearly. And that's when it can be the hardest decision. And I've had to do this too. I've done this as well. And it's like a breakup, like moving away from 
friends that were friends for a really long time, but just knowing you were different people, you were very different people. Your values didn't align. The lives that you wanted to live didn't align. Your mindsets didn't align. And so the best thing, as much as it was hard, was to move away from that relationship. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you feel like you're at that edge now. You know, you're at the point where you need to make that hard decision. And it truly does. It does feel like a breakup in the end. And it's challenging, but you can do it. And it's only beautiful things on the other side when you know it's time to cut the cord and you do what is in the best interest of you. And be selfish. Sometimes you need to be selfish. So second point, which kind of leads directly into that, is being able to raise the standards around your life. Now, I'm not just talking about raising the standards around, you know, the people that you spend your time with, the investments that you make, the environments that you're in, and upgrading your environments. Raising your standards means every aspect of your life and your business. Like what are the standards that you hold? What are the standards in the way that you work with your clients, the way that you deliver your products and your services, the way that you look after your body, your mental health, your physical health, the way that you hire people to support you in your business too. And this is a beautiful discussion that we actually had this morning with my client. She said, I feel like the more that I pay people, the better the support that I get. I agree. Not always the case. I think there are definitely some times where you're like, oh, okay, that didn't marry up. But trial and error. When it comes to hiring people, it's really about trial and error. And yes, I do agree. Cheaper is not always better because sometimes when you're hiring someone and they're very affordable, you end up having more of this like back and forth and back and forth and micromanaging kind of relationship Whereas if you did pay someone who valued themselves a bit more and charged more, you'd find that probably take a bit more initiative. Now, it's not always the case. It's not a blanket rule. You've got to really discern that for yourself. But 100%, when you raise the standards around what you pay and who you hire and the support you need, that's when you will see that you will naturally attract those people that also have higher standards and they also have a high self-worth. Now, your self-worth shouldn't be linked to how you doing your business. It shouldn't be linked to how you price in your business. However, you have to believe the prices that you're quoting, right? That you have to believe that you are worth the amount that you're putting out. So it does tie into people's self-worth. It truly does. Or it ties into what they believe will sell or what they believe people will pay. And at the end of the day, you're always going to be too cheap or too dear for someone. So you just need to be excited by it. That's kind of like my, my rule of thumb for pricing. When you purchase someone's product, let's say it's a coaching package, that's an easier example for me to give. But when you're buying a coaching package or maybe you're pricing up your own, you're not pricing for that package. Like, okay, maybe it's, I don't know, three months private, you get access to this, you get this many calls, you get this box out, you get this, this, this. You're not pricing just for that container. You are pricing for that plus the transformation you're giving your client plus your levels of experience. Like if you actually think about how much you have invested to get you to where you are now, it's kind of scary to think about how much money I've invested in myself to grow, to get me to this point, to expand my mindset, to expand my wealth consciousness, to be able to provide the service that I do for my clients We're close to six figures now. 
And not that that matters what someone spends because years ago when I started spending money on myself, I half-assed the integration piece. So it's not about how much money someone spends, it's how much they actually integrate into what they learn. That's the difference. But when you have spent multiple tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars to work with the coaches, to be in the masterminds, to buy the books, to be in the courses, to be in the programs, you have spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours doing the inner work, the meditating, the affirmations, the tapping, maybe it's the hypnosis, whatever it is, when you have spent so much time, money, and energy, and then you are packing that level of experience and that level of your own personal dedication and commitment and transformation into a container, that's what you're pricing because that's what your client's actually getting, the way that they think, the way that they explain things, their t- entire experience and knowledge and seeing your blind spots and seeing what you can do to improve the areas that you don't even know exist. They are looking at a holistic approach is the way I look at it. So for that, when you're raising your standards around who you're hiring or maybe even the products and services that you put out into the world, like think about that. The pricing always comes back to everything, holistic approach, okay? Didn't plan on talking about pricing, but there you go. (laughs) I probably should do a separate one just all on that. So the last one I really want to touch on here is about how patience is a virtue. Patience is one of the most underrated money blocks and success blocks because money blocks and success blocks, same thing. Patience is the most underrated one that I see. I think nowadays the way I have just observed is that a lot of people don't want to practice patience. They want everything now. Now, maybe it's in this age of this instant gratification and we have so much access to everything really quickly. Like everything is at our fingertips. I see it happening in businesses and things too. It's like, but I want that now. I want that now. I should be at that level now. I should be at that level now. Patience is a virtue because you are where you need to be. And everything that has led you to where you are is exactly where you should be. If you want to be somewhere different or you want things to change, then that's where you need to actually look at what's going on. First of all, start with your habits, thoughts. Your thoughts are just a habit, habit of thought. What's going on up there? Then how are you actually behaving during the day? What are you actually doing? Where are you self-sabotaging? There's so many different areas that we are holding ourselves back from reaching our true potential, but we don't even realize it. Or we do we play in denial. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, everyone can improve. Everybody can improve. And we always have days where things don't go to plan or weeks where you're just like, for some reason, you're just funky. But patience will always get you there. And if I've learned anything, every time I've practiced patience, now this can also come back to the saying, a poor man pays twice. That is one of the ones where I like to practice patience. If there's something that I desire to invest in, And maybe it's an upgrade for my business, like buying a new laptop or a webcam or a podcast mic or something like that. When it's something like that, I take my time. I do my research. I find the one that I want. It's not always necessarily like the top of the range one. It's just the one that I'm like, that is what I want. And that's going to last me a long time. It's good quality. It's got great reviews. Okay. I'm going to get that. I'm going to save up. I'm going to get that rather than go, I need a podcast mic or I need a laptop. I'm just going to get that one because it's on sale and I can just like get it now. And then it shoots itself in 12 months time and then you have to go and buy another one or buy the new one. Whereas if you had to just practice patience and you had to just bought the one that you really wanted from the get-go rather than buying like the cheaper option that you didn't really want, but you just thought it'll do for now. 
you paid twice, you see. So that's just one example of where patience pays off because you're not wasting money on things that are just are not going to last, you don't really value, and you're just going to have to buy it again. Like, what's the point? <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes we don't need to get like the best thing. It's like, you know what? I actually just need something that'll do right now, so I'll get that because that'll just do. Or maybe it's a move that you're going to make. Maybe it's a mentor you're going to hire. Maybe it's something you're going to create and you're like, Oh, it's not there yet. Now, again, you can discern where you have perfectionism or procrastination coming in or when you know this is something that I will execute, but there's a couple of things that need to happen or that I need to do or I need to shift or I need to plan or whatever in order to build the momentum for when it's the right time to do that thing. Not putting it off for the sake of putting it off and not self-sabotaging, but when you just know that, I want to do this, but I want to do it properly in this way and then I'll be super happy with it and that'll be good enough. There's a difference. There's a difference between procrastinating or trying to get everything perfect or even, for instance, a good one is when you want to bring out like a course or a program or something, don't go build the whole thing from scratch. Don't do that. Don't build the whole thing from scratch and then try and sell it. Build it as you go. Build it as you go. I've seen a few times and been guilty of it myself, building out a whole, whole program and then like the launch flops. <laughs> or like you put all this time and effort out there, but actually you haven't built up the community. So no one really knows you. So there's no, no like and trust and so no one buys it. Like I've seen that a few times, each to their own. But I probably do it the other way around and like build it out as you go because then you're actually accountable to show up and put it out there because you set a date, you set a time, you set a launch, all that stuff. And then the magic happens because the pressure's on. And I'm about you, but I work pretty well under pressure. When I have pressure and there's something that I need to deliver, I will deliver. <laughs> and the pressure is kind of what I need. Like I need to be accountable to someone else other than myself all the time. So anyway, as a wrap up, sometimes it really is good to end chapters, but discern when that chapter really needs closing or discern whether or not you are trying to chase success in a way that you think will be easier because sometimes the tried and the true is what could be more challenging. And sometimes we just need to stick it out a bit longer. It's a hard one, but I think you will know. I think you're, you're smart enough to be able to tell whether or not you are jumping left, right and center to try and find the idea that will work. There's no get rich quick schemes, okay? doesn't exist. We want longevity. We want sustainability in our businesses and in our wealth. We want sustainability, okay? Not get rich quick overnight and then your nervous system can't handle it and then everyone freaks out and we don't want that. So know when it's right time to end a chapter or pivot or to move, regardless of whether that's in your business or in your personal life, understand like, am I running from something? Am I scared to commit and see it through? Do I have limiting beliefs under the surface that are trying to tell me that I can't do it? So if I pivot, it might be easier. There's a lot of things. So you can discern that. Second one, raising the standards around yourself, your life, your support, the people in your life, your environment, every different area of your life. Have a look at every different area of your life. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel bad? What makes you feel rich? What makes you feel poor? What makes you feel elevated? What makes you feel drained? That's when you know you need to start elevating your standards. 
And then patience, being patient. The final point I want to touch on is something like decluttering is very underrated. Decluttering is incredible. Now, I'm not talking about just physical clutter, but I'm also talking about mental clutter because when you create space, whether it's mentally or physically, in your life, that is when you are creating space to allow in what it is you actually are calling in. When we don't create space, we are unconsciously holding on to the past. We are unconsciously holding on to that version of ourselves. And maybe it is just to keep us safe. Maybe it is really scary to declutter and to elevate, but because you're building a new identity, like you're building the evolution of your identity. And that can be really scary because it's unknown. But having a look at that is an incredible way to start too. So just remembering decluttering is creating space. I really hope you love this episode. I highly suggest actually beginning with my free quiz at moneymindsethub.com forward slash quiz and book a private reading with me so we can go deep, so we can actually uncover where it is you might be unconsciously blocking your success without even realizing And so you can begin to start elevating your standards and elevating your life and also your business and remembering who you are and what you're here to create. All right, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would absolutely love it if you could please leave me a five-star review and let me know your thoughts. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them. Until next time, remember, everything you desire and deserve is just on the other side of your own resistance. So take that next step.